Hello, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Crash the UK Geek Podcast. This is episode 378, recorded on Monday the 5th of April 2021. And I started speaking at 2300 hours, as usual. And as usual, although I might as well give up saying this now, I'm sorry that the podcast was delayed, I think, I'm not really sure. Did the last one on the 28th. So yeah, it does seem like it was delayed a little bit, but hopefully we're back to schedule now. I didn't have the best week, and part of the reason you're not getting as many podcasts as normal lately, you can probably hear that, sort of, in my voice. I had some superficial burns to my throat, thanks to (laughs) a food accident involving a hot potato crocket. Damn it, I love those things. Though I was patient this time, I waited until I thought it was cool, and then popped one of these into my mouth, and everything seemed okay. And then somehow there was this molten hot piece of potato right in the middle and it jammed against the back right of my mouth just above my gum line and burned it badly I panicked jammed my fingers in my mouth shoved it over to one side and then it stuck onto the back of my throat and burnt it a few more times it was unpleasant and I've had trouble swallowing And I also had, at the same time, a slight cold, and a bit of sinus pain, and a bit of a sore throat. And the whole thing combined to make my throat painful. Not exactly the best thing to happen to a podcaster. It's still hurting a bit, but I'm trying my best, so I am sorry that I'm a bit croaky. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> it's very croaky. What else? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I did some more gardening the other day. And then yesterday, I went to pick up an envelope and had a massive back spasm. That ruined yesterday. And I could only hobble around with a walking stick. I'm mostly better now. Although... I also have (laughs) a painful left nostril, which, again, isn't the sort of thing you need when you have a cold. All these things combine together to give you a bad few days. And I also had itchy eyebrows. Perhaps that's something to do with gardening and allergies. Who knows? And yesterday, to cap it all, to make my Easter Sunday even more excellent. And this is brought on by my own stupidity. I had a painful stomach. My stomach was bloated and hurting during the night. That was brought on by a chocolate Easter egg that I ate in its entirety that same Sunday. I could put all this down to ageing. Well, perhaps that's something to do with it as well, but also... There's a great deal of stupidity involved on my part as well. Not so much 
an Easter bunny as a bummy tummy. Happy Easter. Enough waffle for now. Let's do the show. I saw the White Tiger not so long ago, but don't think I got round to talking about it. You know what, I certainly hope that I haven't already said all this stuff, but I don't think I have, because I needed time to digest it and also have a good think about how to express my feelings on the film. The White Tiger is a recent film about a low-caste and poor Hindu who hitches his prospects for a better life to a rich, higher-caste, but criminal Hindu family. Yeah, this is another one of those films about caste. Here's what the film doesn't really tell you about that subject. Caste isn't class or wealth or education. For example, I'm high caste, but also working class. I am also the exact opposite of wealthy. If you've read my tweets and listened to me talk, you'll understand this. And I'm from the first generation of our family who went to uni, although in my case, barely. Caste, as far as I'm concerned, is old historic bullshit, dressed up as religion, that the rulers probably made up to keep everyone in their place. A bit like the medieval kings of Europe claim to have a god-given right to rule everyone. For example, traditionally, given my caste, gender and status as a firstborn, well, only born, but that all amounts to the same thing in any case, I should be a pundit, and that's a Hindu priest, not an expert on horse race betting. In the bad old days of... British Empire, the divide-and-conquer British imperialists loved the concept of caste because it made Indians easier to rule. If they can't get on with each other, we can just sit on the top and rule everything and cream off the wealth. I'm saying all this because this movie simplifies the protagonist's life into only being about caste, when it's not just about caste, but it's also about money, rural corruption, and government corruption as well, and an unsympathetic, sociopathic protagonist. I have to say, before I (laughs) go on, that I'm not underplaying the importance and crimes of caste discrimination in India, but it feels like we're always talking about this. If it's not caste, it's honour killings or it's arranged marriages. It's the same old record playing over and over again, and I've heard elsewhere that the film has also been criticised as being misery porn. And also, when I found out that the chap who wrote the novel that this film is based on is from a solidly middle-class background that ends with an Oxbridge education, it got my goat even more. Got my goat even more, sorry. 
because I'm sure someone like that, although I'm assuming a lot, who knows, maybe they're some laudable volunteer work. But I'm guessing he knows bugger all about economic hardship, except when he's walked past someone poor in the street. On the other hand, I am pleased when someone from a minority origin is doing well, and the chap is of Indian origin, although he lives in the West now, and has had some success as an author in the West. I think he's Australian. So, well done, that man. In conclusion, although (laughs) I'm pleased by the success story of the author, I have mixed feelings because I really hated this film. That's a very uncommon opinion, largely, I've seen from Western critics. But there you are. I hated The White Tiger. Was there anything good about it? Yes. The guy playing the main role was brilliant. Fantastic acting. I'm sorry that I just hated his character, and I hated the film, and I hated everything about it. (laughs) Other than that, yeah, no, I'm not going to end it with a... Other than that, it was okay. No, it wasn't okay. It was terrible. Moving on to a second film that I have seen not so long ago, and that is Greenland, and we are on familiar... Geek territory here with this pre-apocalyptic movie as Gerard Butler tries to seek sanctuary for his family in the coming apocalypse. It's an alright distraction of a disaster movie, but definitely nothing groundbreaking. And that's Greenland. Enjoyable, but ultimately very forgettable. Next, another movie, The Endless. In The Endless, cult survivor brothers visit a cult camp in the woods where they used to live when they were children. In this weird sci-fi, it sort of works. I'm about three quarters of the way through watching this. I haven't seen the whole thing yet. But I did find it a bit too slow-moving for me, although intriguing and interesting and very different. And that's The Endless. Next, let's move on to TV. Raising Dion. In this sci-fi TV drama, a single mum, a widow, deals with her son's developing superpowers. I thought... The first episode of the show, I think it came out a couple of years ago now, so it's not brand new, is better than average, although still very pedestrian. On the other hand, it's a lot better than Brightburn, the film that I had so much hope for, but was ultimately very disappointing. We've talked about that on this podcast before as well. Before we end this discussion on Raising Dion, I just had something to add because I feel like being honest. Although, I really hate to say this, the starring kid who plays Dion is a bit hammy in his acting. 
although he is very young, maybe there's time for him to get better during the series. I have to emphasise that I have only seen the first episode, mainly for the sake of talking about it on this podcast. Next, we are doing something that we sometimes do, although I've already talked about a non-genre film, The White Tiger. We are going to talk about some non-genre TV. I promise I won't be too long, though. I saw a few ITV dramas in the last few days. A Mother's Son, in which a mum, a divorced mum, living with her son and her new partner and his children, begins to suspect that her teenage son is a psycho killer in a rather predictable drama. Paul McGann has a small part as the boy's father. And thing is, I'll watch anything with one of the McGann brothers. I think they're a family of great actors, and it's always a pleasure to see something that they're in. And that was A Mother's Son. Moving on to another drama that I saw, that is Trauma. This is a drama about a white working class man suing a rich black man for medical malpractice when his son dies while being treated for a stabbing by that consultant. I thought Trauma was alright, and I enjoyed the interplay between those two really great actors, Adrian Lester and John Sim. Again, they tend to be actors who are watching almost anything, and we don't see enough of Adrian Lester. He was the lead in that comedy drama about grifters called Hustle. Do you remember that? Oh, that was such a good series. Anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah. So, working class versus rich. While the subject of class is addressed in the drama, there is also an undercurrent of race that is not addressed. There's possibly two reasons for that. One is that some stuff was cut from the series to cut it down, or from the script, or maybe the writer's just being sneaky, and he wants us to think that every confrontation between the John Sim character and Adrian Lester character is going to be about race, but it's actually about class. Maybe it's that. Even more puzzling than that is, why is John Sim's character just so brilliant at being a human lie detector? Man, the character John Sim plays in this could give Sherlock Holmes a run for his money, and I really don't understand why until you think back to what I just said. And I think it's because there's a whole backstory that was cut and left on the cutting room floor. It's just a theory, but it does seem very odd 
in the script that remains on the screen when John Sim does his whole detective routine. I mean, the guy's a working-class, blue-collar schlub. How is he so good at detecting lies? And that was Trauma. And thank God for that, we are leaving Vanilla behind and swooping straight back to genre. Swooping. We're the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That was improvised, believe me. I've talked about this series before, and I can't remember if I knew that it was only a six-parter when I talked about it before. Now that we are halfway through and nothing of great significance seemed to have happened... I'm worried that nothing will happen, or they'll cram it all into the last five minutes. It's just really weirdly spread out and paced, and I just don't get it, man. That whole thing about Madripoor was interesting, because they always talk about that city in Marvel Comics, and to actually visit there was interesting, but it was a weird mixture of Asian cultures that didn't quite fit like those Japanese motorcycle guys and then a whole lot of other stuff. It was all over the place. But then I suppose Madripoor is a made-up city that's vaguely Asian and maybe that was done on purpose. Mix it all up. While it was pleasant to see Madripoor, nothing really interesting happened there. Although I do like that in the previous episode, we bring back Daniel Brawl as Baron Zemo. He was a pretty cool character in the film, although he was a supervillain. And the Baron Zemo identity, according to what I've read, is passed from generation to generation. And one of those Baron Zemos was a Nazi, so not so cool. Apart from that slight <laughs> that slight glitch in the Baron Zemo character timeline, I like Daniel Brawl's version of him. Amazingly, that is it. I have run out of stuff to talk about right now, but I am pleased that we are back on schedule, and it is Monday, and I started recording at 11pm. Although... I would like to change that. I don't know what's happening. I'm not feeling as nocturnal as I used to feel. I wouldn't mind recording this earlier in the day. Although still on Mondays and Wednesdays. I owe you a wang. And the next Doctor Who is the Talons of Wang Chiang. I'll be talking about that on Wednesday night and then uploading on Friday. I'll be uploading this episode that you're listening right now on Wednesday. And now I really don't have anything else to say. So I'll do the end bit and then say goodbye and see you in a couple of days. This show is made by me, Roy Martha. Martha is spelled M-A-T-H-U-R. If you want to find out more, go to RoyMartha.com. If you want to help, please review the show. 
recommend the show to a friend or a mortal enemy, or click on the contact or support link on the website, particularly the support link if you want to tip me a couple of galactic credits because I have bought some new equipment and it's winging its way over to me very slowly from Amazon and also from Toman. Yes, I know Brexit has happened and I'm going to have to pay extra, but for that piece of equipment, that was the only place I could get it. Sorry, I'm digressing. I'm not going to bore you about that right now. The point is, if you want to support me, you can, and you can find out how at RoyMartha.com. And that's it. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, Crash, the UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd and creative wizard. This was episode 378, recorded on Monday the 5th of April 2021, and the time at the end of the show is... 232651. Thanks for listening, everyone, and bye bye for now. Bye.